0: Not the kind that wiggle tea That you drink, not scribble All together in a cottage she calls day Toes and tea with Nanny Bee What splendid timing The kettle has just boiled And my neighbor Jules will be bringing us a story Any minute now Why, who could that be? Hello? Who is it? Hello, Nanny Bee It's your neighbor, Jules, with a story. Hello! Come in, come, come. Hi, Nanny Bee. Today, I've got a tale with a tale. Peter Rabbit's cousin comes to town, and mischief follows. Oh, that must be Benjamin Bunny. How I do love his tale, and his tail as well. Are you ready for a story? Oh, yes, please. Okay, then. The Tale of Benjamin Bunny by Beatrix Potter, adapted for radio. One morning, a little rabbit sat on a bank. He pricked his ears and listened to the trit-trot, trit-trot of a pony. A gig was coming along the road. It was driven by Mr. McGregor, and beside him sat Mrs. McGregor in her best bonnet as soon as they had passed little benjamin bunny slid down into the road and set off with a hop skip and a jump to call upon his relations who lived in the wood at the back of mr mcgregor's garden that wood was full of rabbit holes and in the neatest sandiest hole of all lived benjamin's aunt and his cousins flopsy mopsy cottontail and peter Old Mrs. Rabbit was a widow. She earned her living by knitting rabbit wool mittens and muffetees. I once bought a pair at a bazaar. She also sold herbs and rosemary tea and rabbit tobacco, which is what we call lavender. Little Benjamin did not very much want to see his aunt. He came round the back of the fir tree and nearly tumbled upon the top of his cousin Peter. Peter was sitting by himself. He looked poorly and was dressed in a red cotton pocket handkerchief. Peter, said little Benjamin in a whisper. Who has got your clothes? Peter replied, the scarecrow in Mr. McGregor's garden. And described how he'd been chased about the garden and had dropped his shoes and coat. Little Benjamin sat down beside his cousin and assured him that Mr. McGregor had gone out in a gig, and Mrs. McGregor also, and certainly for the day because she was wearing her best bonnet. Peter said he hoped it would rain. At this point, old Mrs. Rabbit's voice was heard inside the rabbit hole calling, Cotton tail, fetch some more chamomile. Peter said he thought he might feel better if he went for a walk. They went away hand in hand and got upon the flat top of the wall at the bottom of the wood. From here they looked down into Mr. McGregor's garden. Peter's coat and shoes were plainly to be seen upon the scarecrow, topped with an old tam o'shanter shanter of Mr. McGregor's. Little Benjamin said, It spoils people's clothes to squeeze under a gate. The proper way to get in is to climb down a pear tree. Peter fell down head first, but it was of no consequence, as the bed below was newly raked and quite soft. It had been sewn with lettuces. They left a great many odd little footmarks all over the bed, especially little Benjamin, who was wearing clogs. Little Benjamin said that the first thing to be done was to get back Peter's clothes, in order that they may be able to use the pocket handkerchief. They took them off the scarecrow. There had been rain during the night. There was water in the shoes, and the coat was somewhat shrunk. Benjamin tried on the tam-o'-shanter, but it was too big for him. Then he suggested that they should fill the pocket handkerchief with onions as a little present for his aunt. Peter did not seem to be enjoying himself. He kept hearing noises— Benjamin, on the contrary, was perfectly at home and ate a lettuce leaf. He said that he was in the habit of coming to the garden with his father to get lettuces for their Sunday dinner. The name of little Benjamin's papa was Old Mr. Benjamin Bunny. The lettuces certainly were very fine. Peter did not eat anything. He said he should like to go home. Presently, he dropped half the onions. Little Benjamin said that it was not possible to get back up the pear tree with a load of vegetables. He led the way boldly towards the other end of the garden. They went along a little walk on planks, under a sunny, red-brick wall. The mice sat on their doorstep, cracking cherry stones. They winked at Peter Rabbit and Little Benjamin Bunny. Presently, Peter let the pocket handkerchief go again. They got amongst flower pots and frames and tubs... Peter heard noises worse than ever. His eyes were as big as lollipops. He was a step or two in front of his cousin when he suddenly stopped. Little Benjamin took one look, and then, in half a minute less than no time, he hid himself and Peter and the onions underneath a large basket. The cat got up and stretched itself and came and sniffed at the basket. Perhaps she liked the smell of onions. Anyway, she sat down upon the top of the basket. She sat there for five hours. It was quite dark underneath the basket, and because the smell of onions was fearful, it made Peter Rabbit and little Benjamin cry. The sun got round behind the wood, and it was quite late in the afternoon. But still the cat sat. "'upon the basket. "'At length there was a pitter-patter, pitter-patter, "'and some bits of mortar fell from the wall above. "'The cat looked up and saw old Mr. Benjamin Bunny "'prancing along the top of the wall of the upper terrace. "'He was smoking a pipe of rabbit tobacco "'and had a little switch in his hand. "'He was looking for his son. "'Old Mr. Bunny had no opinion whatever of cats.' He took a tremendous jump off the top of the wall and on top of the cat and cuffed it off the basket and kicked it into the greenhouse, scratching off a handful of fur. The cat was too much surprised to scratch back. When old Mr. Bunny had driven the cat into the greenhouse, he locked the door. Then he came back to the basket and took out his son Benjamin by the ears. Then he took his nephew Peter. Then he took out the handkerchief of onions and marched out of the garden. When Mr. McGregor returned about half an hour later, he observed several things which perplexed him. It looked as though some person had been walking all over the garden in a pair of clogs, only the footmarks were too ridiculously little." Also, he could not understand how the cat could have managed to shut herself up inside the greenhouse, locking the door upon the outside. When Peter got home, his mother forgave him, because she was so glad to see that he had found his shoes and coat. Cottontail and Peter folded up the pocket handkerchief, and old Mrs. Rabbit strung up the onions and hung them from the kitchen ceiling with a bunch of herbs and the rabbit tobacco. The end. Oh, Jules, and I thought Peter was full of mischief. Benjamin is full, and then some. The last time I saw Peter, he was much improved. As a father of three, he turned his hand to street dancing. He was the original flosser, but being so small and furry, it was hard to identify. I-, I can imagine. But I do enjoy reminiscing about his younger years in your delightful tale. Will you bring us another? Of course. I'll be back next week for more Tales and Tea. Go to nannybee.com. Go there to find out about all our episodes. You can like and follow us on iTunes or Spotify and get in touch if you'd like to be on the show. Go on and leave a message. And this has been a Tony Hole production for nannybee.com.